Troy Galloway is a construction manager and consultant, commercial and residential builder, and a certified inspector for all commercial and residential buildings. And now, here is About the House with Troy Galloway. Hello, folks. Welcome back to About the House. This is your audio university on everything about your home. From construction, remodeling, home improvements, everything that's home and building related. And because of the way we got it set up with the podcast and the YouTube channel, we you can go back and check any of our shows out. We try to, every one of our shows, what we try to do is put forth either a product or information about a, a specific trade, which we're on a trade here today, and it's called About the House. And just like this radio show, I own Galloway Building Services, and we're one of a kind. And we provide services for folks throughout the Midwest every day uh, that nobody else does. And uh, that's what makes us absolutely unique from all the other type of home inspection company or building inspection companies. Because we also, what we do is we help with construction consulting. So if you have any questions about your job, if it's being done correctly or not, and or if you want a new construction inspection, say if you're building a home or you're getting a remodel project, and you just want to make sure that it's being done right, you give us a call. We also do commercial and residential building inspections. So if you're buying or selling either a building or if you're buying or selling a home and you want to make sure that you know what you're getting, you give us a call. And we also do, and heaven forbid if this happens, but unfortunately it happens more than we want. We do conflict building resolutions. Uh, what we do is expert witnessing. We come in and evaluate the situation, write up a report, and, and hopefully when it's all done and said for, you can get your job back on the right, straight and narrow. And uh, we've been doing this now for 42 years. Our motto of our company is, is that, you, that you're getting what you paid for. It's being done right. And you're not getting ripped off. I smile because it's hard to think about getting all three of them that actually work at the same time. <laughs> but give us a call. Galloway Building Services. And I'm Troy Galloway. And our office number is 636-394-3112. Hey, we got a really great show today. And I'm really excited to share it with you folks. This is, a, this is something that I've been wanting to get on the air for a long time because it's very confusing. And what we're having here is, we're actually, it's a sewer lateral, not just inspection, but cleaning. And we want to talk about this. And I have one of the leaders in, well, not just Missouri, but Illinois. Uh, so he travels and a great guy to know, Chris Schrade of Sewer Akoska. Spell it. <laughs> Sewerascopy. All right. Well, like jump right in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I just hurt so daggum bad, I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> Well, Chris, jump right in here. Tell us a little bit about your company and who you are and uh, what what kind of got you into this. Okay, Troy, thank you. So my name is Chris Shad. Um, I, uh, I got into this because a good friend of mine, his father was a plumber uh, for many years, semi-retired. So we got talking one day and he said, you know, uh, there's a real need in our market for a good sewer lateral inspector and somebody that does cleanouts properly. Um, uh, he's a super nice guy, uh, owned a alpha plumbing for many, many years over on arsenal. So long story short, I bolted myself to him and spent about four months just, you know, shadowing everything he did. And he taught me everything about the trade and what to purchase, how to go about it, um, and how to take care of the customer and, and help them understand this kind of, 
I don't want to say silent system, but it's a secret system. It's one of those systems in your home that when it's performing well, everything's going fine. The minute it starts misbehaving, then you're backing up in your basement or, you know, the drain in your in your slab home or crawl space. And it can be a real problem real fast. So um, we take it seriously. We, we always start in the front end as far as making sure the inspection is done properly. You know, we let you know what, what the system's made out of, how far the sewer main is away from the home so you know. Uh, if there's any kind of collapse or failure, we'll let you know that. We'll locate it for you above ground so you can take the next step to have it repaired. And a lot of times in the old systems, they just need a good clean out. You know, some of the homes we look at are 60, 70, 80 years old, and those systems have been performing well for a long time. But you get roots in them or you get things in there that maybe shouldn't be in there. And a lot of times they'll just create an obstruction. So we have the tools and equipment to go in there and take care of that get that stuff out of there, and then we'll put the camera back in to make sure we can see the main again. So we always try to go the extra mile to make sure the system will perform as it was designed. You know, and that's where it's, that's awesome, and I'm glad that you hit on them points because uh, I think there's a lot of folks, of course, this is just one of them nasty areas that we don't want to talk about, but we know how important, you know, it's absolutely important, but not just for uh, drainage, but all health reasons too, you know. But uh, explain to the folks, because I know when I do inspections, sometimes people get, they misunderstand just what a sewer lateral is. They have this idea that it's every pipe in the house what well, kind of explain to them what you're doing uh, out there and so so they know what's happening sure that's a great question Troy and a great point so your sewer lateral is really the segment of the system that leaves the home and connects either to a sewer main or in some cases a septic system right mm -hmm. so all the pipes you describe so it usually starts with your main stack That'll be your biggest stack coming and collecting, coming, you know, what's coming out of the toilet and maybe what's coming out of the drain, uh, the vanity sink or the bathtub. Some homes will have multiple main stacks. The bigger homes will, so that's not uncommon. Um, you'll have a kitchen stack in many cases, so that's your kitchen sink. So that usually are, are the newer homes will have one dedicated just to the kitchen stack. So all these stacks, if you will, and a stack is nothing more than a pipe coming down from either the first or second floor, nothing exotic, but it'll be a pipe, usually three inches is the, is the standard, most of the time it'll be four, and that's coming down from the living space, connecting down to the sewer lateral, and then taking that, whatever you put into that, out of the home, to either the sewer main or the septic system, wherever it properly discharges. So uh, just a real fast recap, it's everything you don't see. Exactly. You know, the exactly. way I'm saying it. Right. And, uh, you know, your laundry standpipe, mm -hmm. right? As you discharge your wash machine, that's going to come down the stack and into the sewer lateral. Well, tell, how, tell folks how many, because we have all these extra vent pipes, especially on the larger homes, mm -hmm. uh, how, how many sewer laterals are underneath the home that's going out? Tell, tell the folks. Yeah, that's a great question. So most of the time, it's just one main one. Most of the time, um, larger homes may have a couple, but they'll ultimately connect to each other. Usually heading out the home, there'll be one connection. It can be wide in or it can be teed in, but most of the time there's one connection heading out to the sewer main. And, and if you look in the front of the house, a lot of times you'll see a manhole cover running up the middle of the street or in your yard or in your neighbor's yard. Most of the time those are set up about every hundred feet. You'll see a manhole cover. And that's the sewer main. So you're connecting to that main from your home 
through your sore lateral. And, and oftentimes, um, there'll be a clean, what we call a clean out or a vent stack or uh, you know a yard trap between your home and that sewer main. And it's just another access point into the system. Okay, okay? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah. So that's why you tell how far it is, is that correct? That's right, so when we do the inspections, it's really important to say, okay, I'm gonna go from the main stack in the home, I'm gonna advance my camera all the way to the sewer main, and if I can't, what's between me and the sewer main? Is it a yard vent, is it a, is it a, a yard trap? And they're a little different. Um, and they, you know, they're designed a little different and they perform just a little different function. But we want to make sure we identify that. I see a lot in our market that the yard traps are buried. We find a lot of buried yard traps, and I'm sure you have as well. Um, I'll always put in my report, it's a good idea to get that exposed above grade, you know, because at the end of the day, it's another critical point in the system that needs to have some exposure because you may need to get in there with some cleaning cables or a camera or just to make sure what's going on in there. So we see a lot of that. So if, if you go to purchase a home and the report says it's a buried yard trap or vent, it's a really good idea to negotiate with your seller or your seller's agent to say, hey, let's get this opened up. Right. I really need to have this opened up to me above grade because it's a critical component of the system. I'm, I'm sure you've seen this too over the years, but I have observed countless times where they actually put a tree right there where they do the clean. And then, of course, the tree roots and everything grows up around it. And then it's underneath the tree. Yep. And, and they it, thought the tree was the marker. Oh, absolutely. We see that all the time. And it's uh, not a really good idea to do that because... Dumb idea. Dumb just idea. go straight, straight, straight to it. Um, <laughs> and, and here's the biggest reason. The, predominantly what we put in these systems is nitrogenous waste. Okay. Explain to the folks what that means. That's a big word. Uh, nitrogenous is... I know is what it means, but... Your number ones and your number twos, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, for us working folks. Yeah. Right, right. So that's basically it. It's nitrogenous waste. And at the end of the day, if you think about what fertilizer's made out of, and now you add a constant water supply to this pipe, these trees see this as a Chinese buffet, man. They want to be in there on a regular basis, and that's why they get in there. So it's not uncommon. And a lot of the older systems will have clay pipe right? The six inch clay. The construct for that is what we call bell and spigot. Uh -huh. So you got this big bell, if you will, and the pipe slides into it. That's a bell and spigot connection. It's not a perfect mechanical connection like you'd find in PVC or ABS, right? It's just not very tight. And as a result, the roots can get in there very easily. So it's really important to know the condition of those systems before you sign on the dotted line. You know, one of my worst days is I, ha I get a call. I get a call from a lot of insurance companies. Oh, I bet. You know, homeowner hasn't been in the house for two weeks, and they've already gotten a backup in the basement, you know? And, and the inspection wasn't done, or it was done incorrectly. And, you know, you want to take the luster off your new home purchase in about two seconds, go downstairs and have your floor drain backing up uh -huh. with sewage or water or whatever. It's it's just not appealing and, and nobody wants that to happen. So it's really important to make sure you get those inspections. Well, you, know, you did mention the clay pipe and, uh, you know, to tell the folks about it because I, uh, I don't think they understand clay is no longer being used. No, it's not. Why. Yeah, that's a great, great point. Right. Um, so in about the early to mid-80s, we came out with plastic piping, PVC, a little later on, ABS. So ABS is predominantly black unless they paint it. 
that's how you kind of tell the difference between the two. Um, just a different compound for the structure of the pipe. PVC is is something, and ABS is something else. So that kind of those are going to be in your newer systems. If you have to have a repair, it's going to be that as well. Nobody's going to go back and use the old terracotta clay, and that's really what it is. It's terracotta clay pipe. It was manufactured usually in two or four foot sections. So that's what you'll see underground, and they just kind of shift around in the soil. So again, the bell and spigot's not a really tight connection. Roots can get in there very easy, and it'll it'll crack and break sometimes very easily too, because it is clay. If you mm -hmm. think about, you know, just a clay pot, right, that you'd buy at the local store, it's the same component. It's just clay. Um, a lot of times in homes I've seen 100 years old, everything is fine. They've held up really, really well. But it's knowing that it's held up really, really, that adds the value to what I do for a living, right? At the end of the day, you want a report in your hand that says, hey, I've seen the sewer main. Here's where it's at. I've pulled my camera back. I've narrated through it. I've told you where you might have some settling, where you might have some roots, where you might even have a crack. But at the end of the day, those reports are really, really important. So make sure you're getting those inspections done. So on your t on your clay tile pipe, it also deteriorates. It absolutely too. does. And I think people think that oh, just only that. Yeah. Well, it gets weaker by you know the deterioration. Anyway, like you said, it's clay. It's clay. And, and for a while, as you well know, Troy, there was some orange, what they call orange burrow pipe, and this mm -hmm. was a different construct than than terracotta clay. So now water got into it, and it it will deteriorate. You'll mm -hmm. see orange burrow deteriorate so you know that's when you have just openings in it you know or you have collapses in it and that, that's a bad situation because you won't know as the homeowner in most cases when that's occurred without doing an inspection no, and uh, and uh, and people think it only collapses from the top, but it collapses from mm -hmm. you know. But I've heard some, uh, of course, folks. I want you to know out there that uh, this is why we got Chris on the air today because, sadly. This is an uh, uh, industry that has a lot of charlatans in it, and they're just not professional people. And I, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard, uh, Chris, where they say, uh, well, it, it collapsed at the bottom, so it's all right. <laughs> well, I mean, just no. thinking of the weight itself, if it's collapsed anywhere, it's been weakened, right? You Absolutely. Know I mean? And uh, so to explain to the folks why... Being on bottom is, is not, not good. good. I mean, That's not good. It's a, it's a common sense thing, but <laughs> right. but they get sold a bill of goods by somebody they respect, they think, and right. they trust. And, uh, that's, yeah, and they got a really good deal. You know. Right, uh, right. At the end of the day, so, you know, one of the things we always look for is making sure we're not leaving the system. So if you collapse at the bottom, that sewage is now getting out into your, your, your yard, basically, mm -hmm. and it will erode soil faster than almost anything because you're putting a steady volume of water in there a lot of times in the older homes in the city too the downspouts still connect to the sewer lateral yeah, right right so now you've got a massive which storm, is no longer code no longer code you know if you have to make changes to the lateral because of a failure you're supposed to immediately take your downspouts out and reroute them but sometimes that always doesn't happen right so now i'm putting all this volume in there with a collapsed pipe you begin to get sinkholes in your home. Water will go wherever it wants to go. And let's be honest, you've been around long enough to know the, the most violent thing done to a house is usually water of some right, kind, right? right? It's got to you can have foundation issues. You can, you know, adjust your footing. Now you're talking about peering. You yeah. can get belly cracks in the wall, and now you're talking about wall anchors. There's a variety of things that an abundance of water can do to a home that you just don't want to have to deal with. So if that pipe is open 
and it's collapsed at the bottom, that's something you want to immediately address. You do not want to be letting that water go in a road around your home and create issues for that foundation because it will. Yeah, and I, and I know some of these guys are going to hear me uh, say that, and they're going to say, well, why did you tell them that, Troy? Well, because it is, I, I always said, uh, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Uh, just, I mean, ju- just the engineering of its structure itself, if it's blowed out on the bottom, naturally it's no longer it's, got the you know, structural integrity to uh, hold itself. Not ju- And then the washout, that's another thing. Sure. And, uh, so, uh, and because we're on that subject, I kind of want to wander back into the house. Okay. Uh, uh, and so what type of piping are we using sure. underneath there? It's not the, uh, well, I'll let you tell. Yeah, no, that's a great point. So a lot of times, Troy, the older homes were running into the old 4-inch cast iron. Mm-hmm. That was that was the prevalent go-to pipe for plumbers in our market for many, many years. And, and in many cases, it's still good, right? I don't, you know, I look. So one of the things we always do when we perform inspections, we start running water. I kind of go in with the intent in the home to try to break it. I, you know, at the end of the day, hey, I'm I'm defending my buyer agent or buyer, so I would I would want to know if it's not going to perform if I was buying the home. So that's how I treat. So we run a bunch of water. So I'm I'm looking up into the stack and into the floorboards. Are we leaking anywhere? Right? Are we leaking anywhere in the cast iron? Now, one of the things we run into all the time is they used to either put an old brass or lead cap on those cast mm-hmm. iron pipes, and you've seen it a thousand times. Well, if that hasn't been removed since that stack was put in place, it's not coming off by anything I do with a pipe wrench. So we carry the saws all. We can cut them off if we need to. And I, I have a graveyard of caps in the truck. I'll try to put one in place. But a lot of times, if I can, I'll just end up going on the roof. We're not, you know, I, I didn't share with you. I'm a retired military firefighter. So roof work doesn't slow me down at all. And I train, I train my colleagues to work with me, safe ladder, you know, how to use a ladder around a house, what roofs we can get on if the pitch is not too crazy. So then you can just go on up through the roof vent, right? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll drag our equipment up on the roof vent. We'll find a power source and get, get the extension cord up there. And we'll come in through the roof vent. That, that way we don't have to disturb that cap. We don't, you know, a lot of times, you know, you start really wrenching on it. The connections of the old cast iron can start leaking on you too, uh, right? right? Oh yeah, you, you know, see you that shake it. And, uh, <laughs> now, yeah. now you've created a problem. Uh, right? I, well, I got to tell a story about that because there is one company out here that a lot of the real estate agents use. We're not going to talk about who they are, but they they're, they're horrible and they always make come up with wild crap. Well, one time they had one <laughs> that uh, they they had went down from the roof, just like you said. And they was getting ready to close on the house. The people, the seller was getting ready to close. Well, they had this odd sound in the bathroom, and they couldn't figure out where this odd sound is. So I was called to go over there to look. Because, uh, you know, we do construction sure, inspections. Sure. So they thought, well, maybe they broke some. Well, uh, you know, and I'm not a small fella, so I'm stomping around up in the attic, and I can't figure it out where I see where it's, you know, where they came in from it. Well, come, what happened was is because when they came in from the top, they kind of loosened it up a little bit. So when the wind blew, it kind of moved that really stack pipe, but it was squeaked. That's right. But I was heavy enough that when I stepped on I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I saved the day. Save the day. Save the day. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. So getting up there on the roof uh, is that now is tell us the disadvantage of going on the roof. Is there is there any disadvantages? Um, You got to be careful. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I'm taking some heavy equipment up there. I usually take my associate with me, so we're both on the roof. Um, You know, and and sometimes if it's an older roof or the roof is not in good repair. 
and, and sometimes uh, the plywood's thinner than we'd like. You've yeah. seen yeah, all the old three eights right, we used to know, use for years. For years, you know, and it starts to bow over the trusses and everything. So you just got to be cautious. Um, use good common sense and kind of sound the roof a little bit before you get too daring. And and sometimes the pitches are just prohibitive as well. Right. right? Um, we we'll try our best to get to the vent if if we can't get. And and sometimes and you know this. The main stack's walled in in the finished basement. Yeah, that's you more know, often than you know, not. We can't. We we couldn't get into it if we wanted to. Especially when it comes to mobile homes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, which I understand that a lot of the times that it, when it, when you talk about that is go through the toilet. We go through the toilet. We we can pull the toilet and go through the toilet necessary. A lot of times in the mobiles and the slabs, though, if they did it right. There may be a clean out in the yard, so you got to do a pretty good job of kind of walking the foundation area. If you have a good idea from where the manhole cover is in the street or in the back easement, where where the main is, then you got a pretty good idea to walk around. I know plumbers years ago, and I I think some still do this. They used to aim the cap. We still the, do. Yeah, the I'm a, as a, I'm a builder, okay. so we still okay. That's still an old okay. trick. All right, and yeah. you know that kind of helps us give me an idea where to go look. We hope that we always right. do. Some of these new guys, they don't. They well, don't. and sometimes it puts the cap in a really inconvenient way because yeah, the carpenter's just trying to finish. You know, he's just trying to frame this out and do the job and finish the basement. It's like, well, I got no chance of getting the camera in there because here's the wall and there's the cap yeah, <laughs> and I wow. can't do it. You know, so a quarter turn would have been helpful, at least in that scenario. Mm-hmm. We see that frequently. But, you know, we will try. One of the things that's kind of funny is when we get up on the roof, it gives us a bird's eye view of where the clean out might be or where the yard trap might be. That's a good point. You know, that's a great point right you know, there. So we, yeah. it's like, oh, there it is. Because you, you know, you get leaves if there's a lot of trees in the yard or if it's snow covered. Eh, you might accidentally walk by the yard vent bringing the equipment in. But once you get on the roof, then you got an opportunity to kind of walk to the edge a little bit and see. It's like, oh, that's clearly a yard vent. We can get in down there if we need to. So now, in your cast iron, so we know that the clay deteriorates. Well, so uh, tell us about the deterioration, uh, a natural deterioration that does occur with cast. Absolutely, and it uh, you see a lot of iron oxide in there. You know, just basically rust. Right, you're going to see it. And I was in one the other day where it had, it had collapsed. And sadly, the lady had only been in the house for three months. And in this case, the report came back good. It's like, no, this, there's no way this happened in three months. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, when that occurs, um, if it's fully collapsed, as you know, you got to jackhammer up the floor. You really don't have a lot of solutions. Now, if it's cracked or if there's, some, you know, one of the solutions I kind of like is what they're doing new. And you, you've, I know you've heard of this. You know, you've got your inserts. Mm-hmm, right. You see that a lot. But they're doing resin lining now. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen that. Seen the resin lining. Yeah, and I'm I, hoping to have one of them fellas in, yeah, the, in the industry um, here. I, yeah, I, I know that. a few, so we can have that conversation. But to me, the resin lining is a nice solution. You don't have to jack it. Now, again, not every pipe's going to meet that criteria, right? right? It can't be completely collapsed or failed because you pretty much at that point got to yeah. get once a jack it's, Once it's it done, it's done. It's done, it's done. But if it's a crack, um, you know, a lot of times in my reports, I'll tell you, even in clay, I'll see a crack. Okay. I really can't tell you how long that crack's been there. It could have been there from the second day the home was constructed, quite mm-hmm. frankly. You know, I will mention it in the report. I will locate it for you out in the yard. And I'll say, hey, look, you've got a crack in the pipe. Nothing appears to be leaving the system, right? But be mindful of this. And and I would encourage you to have an annual inspection just to keep an eye on it. That's a good point. I'm glad you said that, especially if you got an older, you know, system. That I don't, I, 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 it's cheaper to have you out there than having, uh, well, one of these uh, companies coming out and cleaning up that nasty backup 
well, we don't want to talk about that, but oh, you know, and the health. And so we, you know, and actually, so because of the type of inspections that we do, uh, construction inspections, and, and we do them for lawyers and such for health reasons and things, we have literally found broken pipes underneath this home, and that sewer gas waters are going everywhere. Honestly, I even got videos of this. It's so bizarre that it's leaked into the sump pit. Ugh. You know, and so you know that if it's that, you know, move, uh, sure. that's good. And so there's so unhealthy. And it's poisoning the people yeah, in absolutely. the home. And they, they, they can't figure out what's going on. They go to the doctor, they spend a day or two at the hospital, and then they're fine. Doctors can't figure out what is going on. You know, sure. you're not allergic to anything. Yeah. Well, you are, right. you know. Yeah. Uh, so we see that now. I We also see out there, we're seeing a lot more of these high energy efficient furnaces. And the condensate line, for some reason, we have not caught up in the Midwest to have the condensate filter. Okay. And so that's water is yeah. caustic, and, and I'm bringing it to your attention. No, that's a you great point because I see it in the floor drains all the time. You They're always the, discharging in the floor drain. Yeah, they discharge in the floor drain without a filter, and then look at the floor drains. They just literally – so if it literally rusted away, deteriorates it, what's it doing underneath the ground? Absolutely. You know, uh, so getting an inspection like what you're talking about and a filter, look at the savings of sure. that. Well, one of the things I know for a fact is there's something called the stack effect. Mm -hmm. So whatever is right. in your basement or crawl space, 50% of that is going to make it upstairs in your living mm -hmm. space. So your point's excellent. You know, if there's sewage down underneath your slab... 50% of the environment that's in that basement or crawl space is now up in your living space. If not more. If not more. And then what happens is, is because we also do air infiltration and other types, that goes all the way up into the attic. Then that, that, well, it's really what it is, the feces. Feces. You know, it gets yep. stuck up in your, it gets stuck up into the insulation. Yep, absolutely. And, and then you good. actually, now you've got a trap up right. there and you're, now you're capturing, and you, you know, it's, uh, I, we could talk about that in other shows about how that happens, but that's why it's important. Right. That's why I was so wanted somebody, you know. No, it's a great and, point. And, and to your point, if you've got a sick house, you're probably going to feel the effects of mm -hmm. it. And I, I, that's a sick house, let's yeah, be honest. It you is. Know? And it's something simple. You're, you don't cost that much. No, it doesn't. Filters and, and taking care of business inspections, just knowing, you know. Now, now here's another one that we hear out there a lot, and that is, tell us about the the, the PVC ABS pipe, you know, about, uh, we people say, well, that never deteriorates. Uh, well, then I don't have to have a sewer auto inspection, do you think? <laughs> you know, now I, I know better, but I mean, I want you to address that, No, it's address a great that, point. Um, first of all, because ABS and PVC have tighter tolerances, and, and you've done this, sometimes you'll put those two components together at a coupling, and you can't hardly get it apart, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is done. I'm good. I'll be the first to tell you, number one, roots will get into that pipe. If you don't glue them, they will get into that pipe. I guarantee it. So one of the things I always mention when I'm doing my lateral inspections in PVC, if I see the purple cleaning fluid, I get a little excited because if you cleaned it, you more than likely glued it. Uh -huh. But we see a lot of separations in PVC, you know. Um, they just, they'll get loose. They'll get moving around. I was in one the other day, and they had to come apart. It was 82 feet. The main was at 165, so it was a really long pipe. But at 82 feet, right there to 90, it was discharging into the front yard. So uh -huh. we located it and, you know, let the buyer know, hey, this is a conversation that you need to have with your agent so that they know that this needs to be dug up and repaired, you know. Uh -huh. 
I don't think people quite understand uh, the earth movement that we have here. You know, we have the New Madrid Fault, and we've done some uh, commercial inspections, you know, where we kind of find out why, how come the cracking of the concrete. Sure. And so I did uh, some research on one of our big box stores, and, and I did uh, showed how much the seismic activity and how frequently it is. And then, of course, it depending on the type of soil and the rock, you know, how much. But sure. That, too, can shake it loose, you know. But I also have seen where the builders we got a lot of rock you know mm-hmm. they throw in big old boulders on top of there and if it's a like a schedule 30 or something crack crack you know especially if it's cold yep you know uh, or that big old clay frozen you know you're not supposed to ever backfill with frozen dirt anyway but but lord knows you got to keep working you know absolutely and things not, happen that we don't like and yeah, you should probably see that all, all the time, the time. Don't you? I, was, I was in one the other day uh in granite city Beautiful little home, center mass stack going out of it, all ABS with a pool in the backyard. And as I went out there, I could see where the pipe had compressed and broken in several places because they dug that pool with the equipment that was sitting right on that lateral. Oh, yeah. That that pressure from that heavy backhoe sat there, and I could see it because you and I both know when you, you know, plastic will give and mold a little bit Mm -hmm. to the stones laying where the lateral lives. Well, when you start to see stones pop up through the bottom, mm-hmm. that's a lot of weight. Something put a lot of weight on there. And as soon as I seen the pool, I knew exactly what occurred. And as it turned out, the buyer was very thankful, had a conversation with their agent, went and talked to the seller. Seller dug it up and replaced it. So they had a brand new pipe put in. Well, see, folks, there's a lesson right there. I wasn't even, I knew about heavy equipment on it, but swimming pools. So if you've got a swimming pool or you've had some excavation work done, you know, uh, that's something to another good reason to, even if you been in the home yep. you've been there for a long yep. period of time have it inspected yep. locate that pipe if you're going to put a pool in locate your pipes you know you're going to call 1-800-DIG right anyway uh-huh. but, but they, they don't look for this they don't look for the lateral they won't tell you where that's at they won't put a camera in there and locate it so do that additional step and it may save you some heartache in the future. Well, how far do you recommend that we have uh, our, our lateral line going under the ground from the house to the sewers uh, where it catches up with the main sewer line before you have a clean out? Do you have a recommendation and, and why? Um, usually, you know, for the, it depends on the neighborhood, how it was laid out, Troy. I, you know, if you're by yourself on a couple acres, your pipe might be 185 feet, mm-hmm. right? That's a really, really long pipe. And it's going to adjust and move over time. So I'm going to recommend a clean out right off the foundation and then every 100 feet. It's just a good idea to get some access points into that system because that way, you know, I carry 150 feet of cable with me. I carry 150 feet of inch and a quarter ProFlex cable. But on a 180-foot you know, run, if there's no clean out opportunity for me to be there and we're setting, a lot of times the roots will get in right before the sewer main, right at that connection. And right, I've seen it a right. thousand we times. We see it all the time. All the time. So I've got to have, if, if you're asking me to get 185 feet from the main stack with no clean out opportunity, I may not be able to assist you. So having that clean out put in there right outside the foundation and every 100 feet is a really good idea to make sure it can be managed. So I want to make sure everybody knows that Chris just doesn't only inspect them, but he cleans them too. So he's a great contact for that, and which leads me to the next question, uh, cleaning out. When you do clean out, I mean, we hear it a different size of uh, bits, augers, whatnot. Explain to the folks what you recommend is for the best, because I see some of these clean-out guys, one inch, they go through there, and uh, they, uh, well, 
I don't know about you, but one inch, I mean, you'll be back out there at the end of the week. Well, and even worse than that. So um, I'll tell you, I carry inch and a quarter cable, and I do that for a reason. You want to use the bigger equipment in the bigger pipes, right? Mm -hmm. You can use the smaller stuff in a sink stack. Most of your sink stacks, as right. you know, you know, inch and a half, two inches usually is the case. A half an inch cable in that is fine. But what happens with these, and I've, I've encountered them and I've had to pull them out, you put a half-inch snake that you rented from Quality Rental or from you know Home Depot's rental or something like that into these larger pipes. They catch on to something. They will octopus on themselves. Mm -hmm. right, so now right, they're, they're right, doing yeah. this, right? And you're, you're steady shoving in there, and you've caught something. And then you sort of pull it back out, and you snap a cable. Yep, yep. I was going to ask you about that. I've run into snap cables a lot. Um I, I come from a long line of electricians. Oh. And my dad left me his fish tape. He's no longer with us. So on occasion, so I've got a number 10 trouble hook. Yeah. I'll fish that down into the pipe, Troy, and I'll chase it with my camera so I can see what I'm doing. Right. And I've had success hooking on to a busted piece of cable and dragging it out of the ladder. That's great to yeah. know because we got some of our franchise-type companies for that just do clean out they're notorious for this oh yeah you, you know they use the lesser material the lesser material i've seen broken pipes and in, in restaurants broken cables in restaurants i've seen broken cables in laterals and it's just you know not everybody should be in your lateral doing the cleanouts if they've not done it before they don't know what they're doing it's a really bad idea one of the things we do is we use a hand drill and the reason we hook that up to our cable is it gives us the ability to feel if we catch on to something then we kind of know, okay, we're going to work this over a little bit or we're going to, you know, how is it advancing? It, does it feel, the, the worst things we're seeing, and we'll talk about this, is these these darn flushable wipes, man. Yeah, I was going to ask you, yeah. what kind of products out there, sadly, a lot of folks just, never, they don't know. They don't know. So and, tell and, us and, the folks whether defense, they never... It says flushable. Yeah, they're marketed as the next best. Is thing. Is that right? I guess I they just grew absolutely. Up you, just can, didn't. you can go to Walmart or any of the stores and buy a flushable pack of flushable wipes a day. The problem with these guys is they don't disintegrate. There's a really good little video on YouTube that you can pull up that they took flushable wipes, makeup wipes, and toilet tissue, and they put it in an agitator. Within ten seconds, the toilet tissue's gone. Mm -hmm. It right. just disintegrates. The other two, twenty-four. 48, 72, 96. These things don't disintegrate. And when you put them down into the pipe, they get saturated and then they settle. And the next you use them, you settle one behind it. And the next in, and you settle. So pretty soon you've built an obstruction with these things. Okay. And then you ask me to come clean it out because I can't cut it. You talked about cutting heads. We carry a variety of cutting heads that go on the ends of our ProFlex cable. I go from spade heads. I usually start small. Let's just punch a hole in it and get it to drain. Well, got drill right. a hole. Exactly. Let's get it to drain, and then we can, based on if I get the camera in there, I can see what I'm working with. A lot of times they're roots, but if they're these flushable wipes, basically, for lack of a better image, it creates a giant Q-tip on the end of my cutting head. Oh, yeah. And then I got to be very careful because now if it's in a six-inch pipe, right, I found them out in the clay or I found them out in the six-inch PVC, 
Now I'm trying to pull that into the house and reduce it into a four-inch cast iron or a four-inch PVC. I'm trying to take this giant Q-tip I've created and put it into a smaller one. And you know sometimes we come up the stack and now we're reduced to three inches outside the cap, right? Right, right. So when when I, I, you know, I know enough and I train my, my associates... When you feel that, because it gets heavy, you can you can feel the difference between cutting roots and, and picking up these wipes. Right. Then we've got to extract everything. We can only, you know, kind of do it for a few minutes. Vacuum them all up, if you will. Create our Q-tip. Work that out. Clean the cutting head off. And then go back in and try to vacuum some more out of it, basically, is how we go about that process. But uh, if you want to use them, use them. But put them in the trash can. Mm-hmm. Do not flush them. And, of course, naturally, folks, don't put them in a septic system no. you know of course because no, no, no. uh, this goes all over to you know the midwest so we have a lot of folks still out on Absolutely. septic and we actually got several folks in this area still on and you work over in illinois you Absolutely. still see them so what other products uh you know that we we you find that do not belong in there besides you know uh, uh small animals <laughs> Which I've encountered some. I've seen some fun things. It always brings a smile to my face. I've seen Christmas ornaments, golf balls, matchbox cars, light bulbs. Here's what you got to know, folks. If your floor drain in the basement is uncovered, it's an attractive nuisance to children. To them, it's just a hole. They don't care. They just want to put something cool in there, and now it's gone, Uh right? uh Well, it's not really gone. You've just started an obstruction in your pipe. So one of the most important things is really make sure your floor drains are covered properly. You know, you and I kind of talked uh, previously about, you know, your condensation drain coming off your, you know, a lot of people will connect that there. Or a lot of people will move the grate and start putting hoses into it, right? right? Because they don't want to take the time to really kind of adhere it to that grate. Keep that grate in place, guys, because if you don't, you can run into problems with things, you know, being an attractive nuisance and things getting into the pipe that shouldn't be there. Yeah, and uh, and also naturally uh, feminine products. Feminine uh, products are great. You know, you, you, and don't they don't any. disintegrate. We see them all the time. It's like uh, one of the things we have to always remember, guys, in today's world, and I can't understand why because we're on the biggest river in North America, but there's a lot of water reduction products that are now being put in the marketplace. So your shower head is is less water than it ever was. You know your your sink, uh, your toilet, and now will only discharge half the bowl or you know half the tank, right? So you get to do it again. So we're putting less and less water in these systems, guys. And when we do that, you're never going to discharge anything completely to make it to the sewer main or septic system. So it's going to go halfway down the pipe and settle. And then you're going to do it again in a few hours. And you're going to do it again in a few hours. So a lot of times when we do our cleanouts, I'll go over and take the wash machine cold line discharge because that usually has good pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll run a garden hose into the main stack or in into the standpipe wash machine and just put a lot of water in there, Troy. Just let the pipe really get irrigated. And then I'll use my equipment to really agitate what's in there and we'll get it going. Sink stacks are another one. Garbage disposals. Mm-hmm. Oh, garbage disposals. Yeah. So I want to make a distinction here. So I want to make sure the folks know and uh, back me up on this, Chris. Is that so? You inspect everything underneath the ground, but that doesn't include anything that of our uh, sewer pipes up or our traps or anything like that that's uh, up underneath the house. So, uh, folks, you know, t- tell them how not to get mad at you because that's not what you're hired to look right, at. That's right. a different animal. You know, at the end of the day, you know, my equipment 
equipment allow me to get into the main main lateral mm -hmm. and that's where everything is collected um, but to your point sink stacks are a great thing you know everybody kind of lives in this illusion that this garbage disposal does a really good job of grinding things up and then it's gone magically well it's really not gone depending on the volume of water that you put behind it it's probably going to go down your sink stack make that little 90 degree turn and then it's going to settle well, I was always told that, that now, tell me if it's true or not, but we do, we're always told out here that this is your busiest season the day after Thanksgiving oh, and Christmas absolutely, man. because of the meal preparation and all mm -hmm. this stuff. Well, and, and, and you raise a great point because rotting food is, is one of the worst odors mm -hmm. you'll have in a home. Because it doesn't, you know, it, it's kind of unlike the waste we put in the toilet because it's already processed. Rotting food takes some time to really rot. So in the sink stacks I've been in that are obstructed, you get in there and the smell is horrendous. And by the way, it's going to start coming up through your lateral and your floor drain and your standpipe for your wash machine in the basement. All of a sudden, you've got an odor in the basement that you haven't had before. It could probably, it could be your sink stack just full of food from the garbage disposal. Right, and people think that uh, them, tra air, them traps and water traps stop that from coming up. Well, not if they're full of this nasty debris. You yeah, know? It, it, it can get through there. It can absolutely get through there, especially like if you've got a downstairs shower. Mm -hmm. Right, a lot of times that 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 is close to the lateral. The odor will come up through there, and, and you, you'll smell it in your basement. So it's okay to use your garbage disposal, but put a volume of water behind it. Mm -hmm. Let your cold water run for five minutes. Just discharge it out of there. Mm -hmm. And you'll make sure, A, it gets out of your sink stack, connects to your sewer lateral, gets in the bigger pipe, and then you got a better chance when you use your shower or your tub or your toilet, you'll be able to discharge that all the way out to the sewer main and you'll reduce the chance of having a lot of problems in your system. Well, let me ask you, so do you guys, I know you do the sewer cleanouts. Uh, do you do any kind of like a sink trap cleanouts, or do you do it, do you get into any of that? Or We do. Um, I carry a small hydro jetter with me. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, I will, uh, the way I go about my work is I always try to be as unobtrusive as I can. So if I got to go in through the kitchen, you say your kitchen sink is backed up. We'll start at that trap, right? We'll go in a P-trap, we'll open it up. I'll try to run a cable down there, see if I can catch it. A lot of times, the sink stack, if it's an old cast iron one, will have that brass cap we talked about earlier. I can cut that off, but I don't immediately want to go that far if I don't have to. I do use some chemicals from time to time, and I'll tell my customers, okay, I couldn't get it open with my cable. Let's run some chemical into it, a lye-based cleaner, if you will. Uh -huh. Let's see if we can, because especially if it's more than likely in sinks, it's probably grease and oil right. and some food. Uh -huh. Let's see if I can, you know, use Brillo some enzymes. Pads. Yeah, Brillo pads. <laughs> use some enzymes to kind of break that down uh -huh. and get it moving. And I, but I stay in contact with my customer. How's it looking? Show, show me. Did it discharge? If it discharged, okay, let's put another gallon in there because now we can get exactly to the to the obstruction. Uh -huh. But if not, I had one the other day. Um, kept working with the customer. I said, okay, it's time to cut. The you know, the, the lid off the kitchen sack down in the basement. We cut it off of there, and I got my hydrojetter in there, and we jetted, we blasted it, and we blasted everything out of there and got it going. So. Well, we run across one here just a few, uh, right before the holidays, and no garbage disposal. And, uh, you know, and, and actually it was one of my rental properties. And there was good people. No gar I don't put garbage disposals on my rental properties just for that reason. But we got into that and uh, it opened it up, and right underneath the kitchen sink, I mean, it was solid clogged black 
I don't know what this was, but it stained your hands and it just stunk. And so, I mean, this is another good reason that we need to have you folks out here. I mean, all good intentions and everything, but they've lived there now for over 30 years. Oh, wow. So, you know, as good tenants and they've, you know, and and, uh, so that this naturally they just have built up. So if people think, well, I don't have this and have that, well, no, you still got this and that happening and you got to get a look at it. There's some rules that you may if you follow some simple rules you know um one of the things i also recommend we talked a little bit about the laterals and roots you Mm -hmm. know there's some decent products that you can use out there to help keep the roots at bay um root x foam is a good one any of the copper sulfate products is a good one but it's like anything else you do it's got to be done with some frequency right right you got to kind of stay on it Uh, the other thing is you want to try to put it into the lowest point in the home so if you have a downstairs toilet that's a perfect place to introduce it. And because you'll get it into the lateral quickly mm-hmm. and you'll be able to put it out into the, you know, the clay or wherever the roots are at, PVC sometimes as well, it'll affect it out there. If you run it from the second story, you might not get it in the, in the concentration that you need to be affected. Right. So I tell folks, try to put it into as low as your home. And, and uh, do it in a frequency like you change your furnace filter quarterly. Mm-hmm. You know, Put a cup in. It's not going to hurt anything. It's not going to hurt the pipe. No. You know, in that way. And, and again, have an annual inspection to make sure it's effective. That's the bottom line, you know. That's a great point. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to have to wrap this show up. Okay. We're going to have to have you come back out and talk more about the different systems out there that you to. do. And uh, do some video. So follow Chris and uh, Sura Koskami. Uh, you say it. I, I just, Sureoscopy. I just, yeah, I know. I, 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 and I got this visual, you know. And it's effective. Oh, it, it, it is effective. And it's just not, it's just not fun. No, it is But not. it's just not fun having a backed up drain. And that's no, just sir. how important it is Absolutely. to do this. Well, how, tell the folks, how can they find you? Sure, and sure. Just, and, and spell your company name. I so, will do that. Uh, so it's Sewer, S-E-W-E-R hyphen oscopy, O-S-C-O-P-Y. My name is Chris Shad, S-C-H-A-D. My telephone number is 314-703-3608. I'm pretty active on Facebook. You can find me out there under Sore Lateral Inspections. Um, And just, you know, I put a lot of photos. I try to do a lot of PSAs and help folks uh, that uh, you don't want to have problems with this system. And that way it performs the way you need it to and it doesn't ruin your day. But uh, if you're having issues, feel free to give me a call. 314-703-3608. You got a web page also? I do. I do. Uh, Sureoscopy.net. All right. All right. Well, and and uh, so let me give a uh, some cheap plugs for uh, Chris here. I found him through referrals, and that's how. He, so he's uh, word of mouth is uh, the very best uh, form of advertising, and that's how I discovered you, Chris. But then I discovered as he's a veteran. So, hey, you know, and he's Marine Corps, just like myself. And us Marines, we stick together. Yes, sir. uh, I got some others out there that have been on our show, Marines. So, uh, hey, if no other reason you want the real McCoy, call the Marine. (laughs) Semper Fi, my friend. Uh, Thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate it. Hey, and folks, if we could ever be a service to you, Galloway Building Services, for any type of uh, construction inspections or building inspections, or just a question of whether things are being done right give us a call 
3112. You can find us out on Facebook under Galloway Building Services. You can also find this radio show called About the House out on Facebook, out on YouTube, and uh, our webpage is www.gallowaybuildingservices. And we're going to have going to have Chris's show out here on it. You could go to his page and find it. We're going to be out here show, sharing it. So give him a holler. If something don't smell right, give him a call. Thanks, folks. Have a great day. All right, Troy. Thank you. Sponsored by Troy Galloway and Galloway Building Services, your top choice for professional home inspections in the St. Louis area. GallowayBuildingServices.com.